0: Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us uh, for this. Uh, the first of our podcast this week, focusing on the Spiritual Growth Guide and our Spiritual Growth Group. Pastor Corey, uh, you've been leading a Spiritual Growth uh, Discussion Group every Wednesday at 630. Uh, of course, the Spiritual Growth Guide, we uh, relaunched it Um Start of the year, got a brand new edition, all kinds of content, and um, we've been working through some issues of self-care. Uh, one of those issues uh, that uh, you've decided to address uh, is um, mental health and uh, spiritual battles, and having a discussion about Christian views on that, and and you know what. Do we have any control over any of that? Is it all just happening out there? or What can we do uh, spiritually? What can we do in the real world to make a difference? So yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, your, your group and how that operates, how people can connect to it, and a little bit about where you're going this week with uh, the discussion on spiritual uh, battles and mental health.
1: Cool, thanks, Tim. Good to be with you again. Uh, you know, last time we we had a podcast on this topic. It was just basically an introduction that we really can have spiritual struggles. Um, you know, even if we have faith, we can struggle. Uh, we can have mental illnesses too, just like we can have physical illnesses. And then sometimes those things are commonly they can overlap. So we talked about that a bit and did a brief introduction. And that's we talked about it a little bit more in depth at the group itself. And so tonight's session and if you, you're not able to come tonight well first off you can come in person 6 30 in the fellowship hall or on zoom just ask us for the link uh, we don't post the link publicly but uh, you know we tonight we're following up on what can we do if these if struggles do happen if, if if somebody we know is already diagnosed with a mental illness or we think there's a mental health struggle going on what can we do Uh, We don't want to just say to everybody, I'm going to be praying for you. That is not a bad thing to say, uh, unless you say you're doing it and you don't do it, which, you know, I have done that before. And that's that's something we need to be careful of. We need to follow up on our promises and and actually pray for people when we say we're going to do it. But we shouldn't just be people who say, you know, prayers or prayer emoji, Uh, you know, it, it. there are other things to do um, and other things to do in addition with prayer. Um, So how how would we intervene uh, if somebody we knew was suicidal? Uh, We're going to talk about that tonight. We don't have time tonight to do a full suicide intervention training, although that uh, is is part of my uh, toolkit that I like offering our church and local churches is suicide intervention training. And so if you're interested in that, let me know. But when do when should we do that you know um uh, how do we follow up if someone we know has been in in a traumatic event uh a traumatic death in their family traumatic accident we're going to talk about that Uh, we're going to talk about the topic of emotional resilience so you know mental health has the the negative side of developing illnesses or, or issues but but even as we have struggles or, or illnesses, um, we can be people who are developing resilience or encouraging resilience um, for those that we know and love. So resilience is a, it's a buzzword, but it's a really important topic. And I'm, I'm trying to learn more and more about it. And I offer some brief trainings on that as well. So we'll introduce that. We'll talk about listening. And, and sometimes the best thing to do is to be, to be quiet and listen and ask a really good question there might be some bad questions believe it or not i know we say there's no bad questions but uh, if you ask a question with judgment i think it's a bad question like how could you be so stupid that's a bad question right If <laughs> somebody struggling and like how why do you think you have a right to struggle you know there are uh bad or loaded questions sure. um, yeah. you know or or cr- questions based out of fear where we somebody might be struggling and we're we are afraid to ask some a question like are you thinking of suicide so we ask you wouldn't do something dumb like hurt yourself would you you know and we pack you know we're trying to ask something really compassionate but we pack some judgment into that question we basically don't even allow them to answer truthfully right so we're going to talk about that a little bit how do we listen how do we ask questions um, and how do we be a a uh, less anxious presence. Um, Mm. There's an idea out there in family systems training that I've taken is the non-anxious presence was the language. And I don't, I subscribe to the group who says, I don't know if anybody can be a non-anxious presence, but I think we can each be less anxious and the Holy spirit can help us become more aware of our own anxiety as we seek to help and serve others. Um, so that's some of the stuff we're going to tackle tonight. And it, it's partly to whet people's appetite to want them to go to a, a further training, whether it's me or someone else that does it. Uh, want them to be part of um, helping others in our communities. So in, in real ways.
0: Cool. Um, well, I know I've been, I've uh, done a couple of, of trainings that you've offered and seen some of the resources. And, um, you know, you were talking about that funny question we sometimes ask, if, you know, would you, where you kind of dance around the issue of suicide or something, and, and I have a recollection of uh, you saying, you know, oftentimes we think that if we say the word that somehow that makes it more likely um, that the person might do that, but, what you try to teach is that that's that's not actually true
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, qpr the method we teach and in qpr institute uh, teaches that really clearly as part of their curriculum that's a suicide intervention technique i i teach in a one-hour class but th- they make it really clear you you cannot uh, you know force somebody to to think suicide just by saying the word you know if yeah. Yeah. If they're thinking about suicide, they're thinking about it. They're not going to think about it because you ask, are you suicidal? Are you thinking about suicide? But there's a lot of fear and anxiety with that word and that that, that question. Um, the, the, the tagline that uh, Dr. Paul Quinette uses, who came up with QPRs, is, is if you're thinking that they're thinking about it, the chances are they're thinking about it. Hmm. And if you ask them if they're thinking about it, they're not going to start thinking about. It. So, um, so it's if you approach it with compassion and ask, "I'm concerned. I've noticed some things that concern me. Are you thinking of hurt or killing yourself or suicide?" Um, you know that that is a question we, and if we are wanting to intervene in suicide, is really really important. So. We'll talk about that tonight, actually, Tim. That's a good question, uh, good, good to bring it
0: up. Cool. Um, well, you know, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of fear and apprehension, like you were saying, anxiety, as we encounter these situations. And um, part of the trainings that you offer basically open the eyes of those of us who maybe aren't thinking about it to the, hey, I can actually, there are things I can do Without being a professional, um, and you know, part of that may just be knowing resources that are available that you can, uh, whether for yourself or somebody you know, that you might be able to help direct somebody to a resource that could be more helpful than you, or knowing that it's okay to have a conversation and and then how you might follow up on that. Um, but just equipping us, even giving us permission, equipping us with permission to to care uh, and to do something uh, when we're faced with some of these situations can be an important um, thing for us to realize, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I like your language. You know, giving people a bit more confidence. We're not training people to be doctors or counselors or, or something like that. There are good professional resources out there, but honestly, in a lot of places, cities and rural places, small towns, the, the resources are far away or um, are booked up sometimes. And so we, for the good of one another, we need to be ready to, to help um, get people to a resource that can help, help them through a crisis. So uh, empowering people to know that there are some things you can do. Um, basic first aid, that's one of our classes that we offer, mental health first aid. Uh, basic help that you can offer, uh, basic compassion. And I think Christians and local churches should be all about this, right? We should be all about uh, loving our neighbors and caring for them in crisis or if, if a mental illness is emerging and they don't know how to get uh, help or they don't even see the signs themselves. Um, we should be people who, who care enough to have a bit of training Uh, to help people get help sooner or get through a crisis Um, so that that's really our hope is to to be a local church like that and to influence churches in our region and other groups you know secular faith-based whoever in in having these basic skills because as I tell people like in Whitman County where we're at Calvary uh, you know Cavalry, cavalry. Gotta make sure I say the right word there. Cavalry is not coming, right? I mean, th- th- it's not like a, a mental health system is going to drop down from the sky, and everybody's going to get immediate resources every time they're in crisis. Right. We have to develop the safety nets and the networks, mm. and the basic abilities, in, you know, on our main streets, in our friends groups, in our in our small groups, in our churches, because that's where that's where things get noticed.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh,
1: and that's where we can help, uh, and then we can help people get to professionals um, and uh, if they need it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um, I'd not heard you use that description you just did about the mental health system dropping out of the sky, but I think that's really helpful for us. That and really, we can. Um, It's part of who we are as Christians, I guess it's part of how we love each other and how we care for one another that we equip ourselves with some of these basic tools and really just look out for our neighbors. um, And care for them and and uh, so it's part of who we are as followers of Christ, I I think so. Cool
1: developing your. uh... These are not devil horns. These are radar. Okay. Uh, develop if, if on the audio can't they can't see my fingers sticking up by my head here like a weird. I, I can't uh, wait you know, to get a screenshot of that. A, we all have a certain amount of radar. Some people have just natural intuition that's better, but we all can develop our radar a bit more and say, you know, I what they said, or I'm noticing some changes that don't look right. Uh, they've been grieving but now they look like really depressed and detached and you know there's there's all kinds of signs that we can start noticing developing radar in compassionately caring for our neighbors as you're talking about and that's what we're all about as christ followers right so developing your radar and then knowing what to do if 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 your radar uh goes off and and that that empowered permission yeah uh, empowered
0: permission like that to
1: do something yeah so. Well,
0: well, it doesn't sound like there's going to be any shortage of things to talk about
1: today. Oh, I'm a little worried that we're biting off. You know, we only did two sessions on this. We're going to continue some other stuff as we roll into Lent. We'll talk about that in, in a couple. Well, probably next week. But um, yeah, it's it's a big topic. I, I guess the the big thing is if you want to go further, you can attend tonight uh i'm going to be offering trainings uh in ongoing ways i don't offer a ton every month i don't have time in my schedule to do that but uh you know there's going to be trainings online or in person this spring in the summer uh, so and and i can connect you with other trainers uh too uh, or or trainings that are available uh completely online uh, so uh, great yeah just let me know
0: cool well, thank you, Pastor Corey, for sharing about uh, the spiritual growth uh, group that's meeting tonight and your topic. And and for those of you who it looks like you. Well, were- I just
1: want to say if they want to go in the guide itself and see some basic next, further, next step further information, page 187 and following. If you have the spiritual growth guide. If you don't, Mr. Tim Sievers would love to get you a copy. Uh, we have some ready and available at the church. But page 187 and following, there's some, some good stuff
0: there. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know if you'd like a copy of that spiritual growth guide. Um, if uh, you want to join tonight, you can come to the church fellowship hall at 6 30 or join via Zoom. Contact the church if you'd like that uh, Zoom link, and we'll make sure you get that. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, we want to thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Zoom studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. I hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time.